struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We're live with The Vault. I'm your host, Jess Hastings Lesfront, and this is my co-host, Alexa Miller. I'm so pumped for who we have today. And Alexa, introduce who are we interviewing? I'm very excited to welcome Michelle Terzis on the podcast today. Michelle is a top producing real estate agent and is paving the way as a digital marketing expert. Michelle is a new mom and lives with her partner, Ben, near Barrie. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited. Michelle covers, if anyone knows Michelle, is so many different aspects of real estate. Mm -hmm. Everyone listening, you have to tune in, lean in, because we're going to cover a lot today. Gonna make a oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I started real estate in 2017. It was actually a time when the market was declining. Um, luckily, I didn't know any better as a new agent. And so I did take off with a pretty good start to begin with. Um, so I've been in real estate now for seven years. I have a small team. I'm a, ma- I'm a MAPS coach. So I coach agents internationally. And I'm also a mom. Yes. Those are all my three favorite things together. Coach, mom, you have a team and also your age, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so humble about it, but Michelle, you created such a platform at such an amazing age. Yeah. She's very young and she's got this empire and team and um, yeah, she's incredible. I love it. I was, yeah. um, I was lucky enough. I, so I did get introduced to real estate when I was 22 I was just graduating university. And at the time I had a colleague who was telling me about his career and, and what life looked like as a realtor. And luckily I, I stumbled across that, which is what really led my pathway into real estate, which was not what I planned to go to school for, um, when I went to university, but it ended up being the best thing that could have happened. And what did you go to university for? I studied, I did double major in criminology and media information technoculture. And the plan originally was to either be an anchor on television or a lawyer. Um, And uh, I explored both avenues. I actually worked for a digital marketing agency shortly afterwards, but started to realize to get that financial freedom and build a life by design, you really needed to build something um, for yourself that was going to allow you to gain the time and, and really reverse engineer what you want in life. Yeah. I completely agree. And recognizing Mm -hmm. that at the start too, I think is really important because sometimes it takes us a really long time to recognize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you did that ASAP. Yeah. (laughs) Right off the bat. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, a huge piece of advice I would give young people is look at the people around you and surround yourself by people who are, who you, who you want to be like. And, and if, you know, if you, if you like something about a role model or, or someone in your world or someone you see online, figure out what characteristics they have, figure out what they do on a daily basis and just really model those people. And you'll get, you know, years ahead than the average person who's um, going day to day. Yeah. I love that. So can we go back to, can you kind of review if reviewers don't know what is a digital marketing expert? Like what is that? What is the definition of that? How do you use it in your real estate business? 
Sure, of course. So as I, I just kind of brief, briefly touched on, when I graduated the university, I worked for Post Media, and Post Media is one of the biggest media companies. They cover, you know, the Toronto Star, the London Free Press. Um, they have digital and, and print uh, options for advertising. Uh, through that, I was trained and I got the experience of being a digital marketing advertiser. And so I was selling advertising to real estate agents, to small businesses. And I got to realize and see the ins and outs of how it works um, from you know a funnel of awareness engagement to conversion. So what I did with that experience is I applied it into the real estate industry back in 2017. And at this time, you likely recall, most people were not, you know, doing business on Facebook. It was, it was a bit more traditional if we go back seven years ago. So I had that upper edge to start with my social media platforms and just pitching to um, the, you know, the average buyer and seller, how we can advertise online and track everything and also target specific buyers and sellers through demographics, through, um, you know, things such as what they look like. And at that time, there was really no one else doing that kind of thing. So um, I had the upper hand, like I mentioned, and it's, it's worked ever since I've always applied that in my business. And over the years, we've just built our our audiences to where we're targeting and just, you know, really harness down on our skills. I love that. So if anyone is listening right now, if you notice Michelle said building her audience where she targets, that is a very important part to know anyone who's, you know, trying to figure out why isn't working or what do I need to do that right there is so important for a business. Yeah. So tell us about your biggest success thus far in real estate. And that's a great question. So I think depending on what year you would have asked me this, it probably would have changed um, naturally because there's so many great things that happen in building a business. But to this date, the biggest success would be building my real estate team. Um, And in essence, really creating that leverage to be able to focus on what matters and where my energy is best met. Uh, alongside with building the real estate team, it's really just being a mom and also being a real estate agent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's always a struggle a little bit, right? Juggling all the different things and being and it's a success. I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's one thing I love about our industry. I mean, again, if you put the right leverage in place. Um, and you really go after what what it is you're trying to get out of being a real estate agent or running a business. They say in the coaching world, you're either in real estate from a growth perspective. So you're looking to grow yourself, let's say in the real estate uh, industry, if that's you know increasing your, your gross commissions, if that's building your team or you're in real estate, a lot of cases for lifestyle, which is you're leveraging it so that you can build that life by design. And so, um, you know, that that's the second option is what, what we're after. And so just being able to see the results of really harnessing in on that is the biggest success to this day. I love it. That's a huge success in so many ways. Yeah. And like we mentioned at the beginning, Michelle is very young. So the fact that she has a real estate team um, is crazy. And can you touch on like, why did you want to start a team? How did you start the team? Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, it was out of necessity. I was actually, I was struggling. I was on my own. I was doing just over half a million in commission and I had no life. It got to a point where I wasn't enjoying what I was doing as much as I could. Um, it was, it was more survival. So I, I couldn't take the amount of leads that were coming in. My service to my clients was starting to, um, hinder, at least in my mind. I know we had always had our procedures and our policies in place, but it just didn't feel good anymore. And so that caused me to hire my first piece of leverage at that time, which was a showing assistant. 
Um, and I, I learned over the years, just trial and error to the different positions to a team, but it's ultimately uh, resulted now into having both the admin support and also the agents. Yeah, I love it. I so, love how you just jump in and you figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a huge, uh, you know, I always say, just put your blinders on and, and just move forward. Um, one of our broker records back in the day would always tell me, keep throwing something at the wall until it sticks. It will stick. It's like Thomas Edison and creating, you know, the light bulb. It eventually will work. You just have to keep going. Figure it out. I love mm -hmm. it. Right. Yeah. So, so I would say now at that time it was survival. Of course it was, uh, you know, I got into this and of course I, I wanted to build that life by design, that financial freedom, but naturally along the way, I, I think this is a common theme throughout all successful agents. We want to do the best for our clients. And that's why we, you know, we tend to be most successful in the industry. So as soon as I, 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 I see even to this day where there's an area in the business that could improve, I'm always tackling that. And as we all know, with a team, you can just do so much more than you can on by yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where your maps coaching comes in. You know, you have a leverage already with who's on your team. You have a maps coach at your hands, right? We all know how valuable that is. If anyone doesn't know who that is or what that is, Michelle, can you explain what a maps coach is? Sure. So um, a MAPS coach is an international, we work for Keller Williams International and we coach agents all over North America, actually all over the world. In in most instances, um, we, we tackle the principles that you hear in the MREAs, the Million Dollar Real Estate Agent book um, from Gary Keller. And Gary Keller has all these principles in place. And so it's a proven system of how to build your million dollar real estate agent um, in business. Love it. And where does your NLP come in? Yeah, good question. So um, NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Naturally, this was always an interest of mine. I also discovered it when I was in uh, university, actually. Um, you know, at the time, I actually was experiencing a lot of mental health issues, and I was going through a lot of stuff, and I was trying to focus on what I could control, and, you know, we can control our responses to things. It's something that you I've learned over time, and so I started to read a lot of you know, self-growth books, just, and NLP just kept popping up. And so I explored getting a certification, which for those who don't know, NLP is essentially the study of our mind and why we do what we do and how we're programmed to do things. And just like I've talked about reverse engineering your life, we can scientifically, psychologically do that with our brains. So, um, it's been a key concept to my everyday in terms of making sure I'm showing up in the best light, but also being able to analyze my team members, my clients in a positive way to make sure that they're also successful in their real estate transactions or within the team. I love it. It's mm -hmm. so interesting too to have that leverage, be able to understand your clients at that level. Yeah. You know, and most times we don't even tell them that you're educated in that because it just works and it helps. And you know, we're here to help and solve their deals, not sell. So it's quite mm -hmm. interesting how it all kind of meshes together. I love it. Yeah. I you know we, we always say we're in a people business and you know people won't choose you unless they like you. And a lot of the time for someone to like you, you must know them or, or be able to understand them through communication. And so um, being able to properly communicate, I would say goes above and beyond any, any skill in this industry, because if you can't, you can't communicate what you're about to do, how you're going to do it, then um, your clients aren't going to understand the capacity that you can do things. 
I agree. We were just having a conversation this morning about what do our clients want? They want it. They want to feel clear and confident. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? By communicating. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Love so what would you say your biggest struggle in your real estate business would be? Um, I, my biggest struggle would probably, you know, actually it's, it's would probably be my strength at the same time. It goes hand in hand. And so where I want to go with this is leverage. Um, naturally as, as I've grown and of course I'm, I'm grateful and I am happy about the successes of the leverage I have in place. Um, but I can always leverage more and I'm the worst, my worst enemy in most cases where, um, I was raised to rely on myself. I was actually raised. I was actually raised that leverage is not good. You shouldn't rely on other people. And so, from time to time, I will catch myself taking on too much or um, just being in the wrong lane of of what I should be doing as a team leader, for example. And so, that's been a struggle because naturally, um, I lose the time that I'm dedicating to something else. But also, I'm not letting. Uh, let's say a team member or someone else who could do the job better show up and do that to their best capacity. Yeah, it's important. You know, I think at any point in our real estate career, leveraging is, is hard. You know, I know Adam struggles with a bit too. I'm the opposite. Uh, I'm all in mm-hmm. leveraging because I understand what, what the value of it can be. And I know the other aspect, like you're saying, Michelle, is it is it could be a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. The trust you're you're putting your trust in someone else for a client, for a deal, mm-hmm. for your family too. At some points, right? And that could be hard. Yeah, I struggle to let go of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I would argue that most um, successful realtors likely have this problem to an extent. Just you know, you got to where you are on your own to some capacity, so being your, your baby, your business, it's, it's always a hard thing, but um, yeah, keeping a coach or just people in your mind when, when you're going through those struggles is so important just to get you out of that mind space when you are struggling to let go. Yeah. Yeah. What would you tell your past self just starting in real estate? Hmm. Uh, I, I, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is the point I actually touched on earlier with just keeping your head forward and your blinders on, um, and just really harnessing down on what is the most important thing that you should be doing on a day-to-day basis and not letting noise or other people distract you. It's, there's so many different ways you can go about building a business about, um, you know, just even making business cards or a website. And, um, a lot of the times that stuff will distract you from your, your one thing, which might be lead gen, for example. So, um, just really, you know, maybe I tell my, my younger self, and as I talk to you about this right now, um, it's lonely and it will be lonely and, and that's okay. And there's going to be seasons and there's going to be ups and downs and just embrace it. Uh, you know, I know I'm only been in this seven years, but just over these seven years, I've seen a lot. And so, you know, you're going to be okay. Just keep focused on that end goal. Yeah. I love that because it's just, it's validating and assuring, right? And we all need that sometimes. And I think when you can have the ability to do it to yourself, it's a whole nother level because it is lonely sometimes, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. I, you know, it's one thing I, and I, I've, I've, I always preach this in my courses and my seminars when I'm coaching, you know, we're in control of our own economy. Don't let the outside economy control you. And at times, um, naturally, we're, we're human. So those external influ influences, if it's the market, if it's the news, if it's what our clients say, it's going to affect us. Um, but it's, you know, even our, our old OP of our brokerage, he would say, you know, how long are you going to have your pity party for? How long are you going to let this affect you? Is it going to be a minute, five minutes, a day, a week? You you get to choose, but um, then move forward, compartmentalize. Yeah. I love, you know, Terry saying, just go sell real estate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so yeah. true though. It is so true. Right. It could be complete chaos around you and you're the most peaceful one there is. Yes. Yeah. And we're so lucky that at our fingertips, you know, anyone you bump into could be your next real estate deal. So when we're, yeah. if we're going through financial struggle, if we're going through, you know, not hitting our goal in GCI, it's like, just get out there, just go talk to people, like forget the rest of it. Yeah, I agree. And can you also touch on a little bit about your husband? I know you both have such diverse backgrounds. I love it. Cause it's important to share your support too, right? On that back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So Ben actually managed a rent uh, uh, an uh, enterprise. I want to say rent a car uh, enterprise, which is the company he used to work for for six years. And so he's got a good management background. Um, actually, during COVID, we were blessed with him getting laid off. And at that time, I was doing my best to convince him to become a mortgage agent. And reason being is I just saw this huge opportunity where if um, he was a mortgage agent, I was a real estate agent, we could hug our clients and really just protect their best interests, making sure that they can move forward from the financial and real estate perspective. Uh, and so with that layoff, it actually caused him to go into full-time mortgages, which he, in the first couple of years, you know, was in the top for, for being a mortgage agent. And then, um, and when I talk about him, he was also there at pivotal time when I started my real estate career. Um, he was behind the scenes supporting me, of course. I, I can say, um, for those who know my story, I actually got kicked out of my house. Uh, my parents were so upset that I didn't take my university career seriously in their heads. and. Um, we ended up renting an apartment in Newmarket, you know, just to walk away from the office because at that time I didn't have, even have money for a car. I was driving his car. Um, so he, he's definitely been pivotal to being my cheerleader from day one. And then naturally as we evolved our relationship, and again, I, I thank COVID for this, we had time to really think about what we wanted and uh, starting a family was something that was extremely top of mind. And so um, with that transition, he also got his real estate license. I believe it's over a year now. And so um, he's been watching me over the years. And, and with that, he's now uh, a, a key part to our team and supporting myself as I uh, take care of our young son and, you know, further our family as well. Yeah, I love it. I've yeah. met your husband. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Ben. Power couple. Yeah, power couple. He's funny. Yeah. He's kind, you know, amazing dad, amazing husband. I love it. It's awesome. So what would you say your future goals are in real estate? Yeah. So with, so obviously with our priorities right now being family, um, our, our goal is at this current time, no longer a, a number. Like we naturally year over year, we're doubling our business and, and that's still something that we're after, but really um, at this point, it's, it's supporting other agents to create their life by design and us living our life by design uh, through the real estate industry, creating that financial freedom, which in my mind, it's, you know, doing what you want, where you want, when you want, how you want. So really just living the principles to be able to um, 
continue and, and be in that space. Uh, down the road, um, giving away my age, I'm turning 29 this year. So, you know, give a few years, we are 100% going to ramp up in our real estate business and and, and make it the, the biggest priority as, a, as our kids get older and just um, continue to help people create that mind share and build something bigger for people around us. Wow. I love it. I love it. Kind of like cheering. You can't see me right now. My hands are up. <laughs> I want to do what I want, what I want, how I want it. And, <laughs> and no one can tell me what else to do. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what we go, go for? Because when we get to that level of knowing we can help other people from our experiences and our life and who we have behind us as support, we know we can deliver. Mm-hmm. And that's very powerful. A hundred percent. And I, you know, it's, I feel like when you are, you're, you're, you're good in your personal world, you're happy, you're hitting your goals. It's going to rub off in your, your business world. People are going to want to work with you just naturally with your energy and seeing what you're achieving and, and how you, you're a prime example to how you can help them do what they are looking to do as well. Yeah, absolutely. What would you recommend to a new realtor just starting? To a new realtor just starting, I would go back to the advice of, you know, be cautious who your tribe is, be cautious who you're surrounding yourself by, what brokerage you're joining, uh, and be purposeful on surrounding yourself around like-minded people who are looking to do things that you're wanting to do. Um, and, and again, keeping your head forward on, on what you're you're looking to achieve. So start off with hiring a coach or if it's joining a team or just making sure you have those partners who are there to support you and uh, put you years ahead in terms of leveraging their experience rather than going from a trial and error method. Yeah, I love that. I especially love the part where you say be around the people who are similar like you because we know that circle gets smaller, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the worksheets I've seen is your five for five. Is that familiar, Michelle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you describe what that is? Uh, I'm just trying to think the five for five in, in terms of, of who and who's in your life. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're the five people you surrounding yourself, you're the outcome of the five people you surround yourself by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah I, that's something that uh, I can't remember who said it, but they say, take the five people you surround yourself by what's their, what's their fitness level like, what's their income like. And there's a high statistic that you're, you're the average of all of that. Mm. I love it. It's so important. So it's really diving into who you're around, you know, or I read my book the other day, are you around the negative Nellies or the players? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who are you having coffee with? I'm like, Oh, that's so accurate. Yeah. And, then, and it, we learn from them too, right? Are we, are we brainstorming ideas with them? Or are we gossiping with them? You know, it, it is so important. And I think what I've learned too Michelle, maybe you can relate is that that circle kind of gets smaller as we mm-hmm. get more progressed. Yes, I, 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 I choose to believe we, we deal with less like we, we don't put up with, you know, the yeah. victim mentality that we might see in our life. Um, I can arguably say just over these last 10 months with my son just becoming a parent. I've seen that circle get even smaller just because I assume it's because my priorities are even more straight focused. You know, um, I'm a huge believer that parents of young kids and just kids in general, they're probably getting more done in a more purposeful manner because the time that they do have, they're, they're buckling down. So, um, what me, what matters is just become so laser focused. It's, 
you know, I remember, I don't know, I think maybe it was Gary Keller, but imagine, you know, let's say our kid hurts himself and the, of course, all you think is get them to the hospital or you, nothing else matters in that moment, right? Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're, you're going to help your kid. And imagine you were so laser focused with every single decision you ever made that you feel so focused when that happens. Uh, imagine what you would, where you would go, you know, what you could accomplish. And I think that's the power of things like the 411 and the GPS, which is a maps coaching tools. It's just, um, you're, you just know, you know exactly what you need to do. So the rest of the noise doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That should be a quote. Should be your quote. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember where I heard that, but it's, it's always stuck with me. Um, you know, I, I, maybe I'll add this and, and I'd love even your guys take on this, but as your circle gets smaller, a lot of the times we'll get in our head, like, you know, we need to make our circle bigger. Where do we need to go? What rooms do we need to be in? And I remember, uh, I don't know if it was Tony Robbins, but um, he made mention, you know, the people around you is the, the people that you're reading, you're watching on TV, like, even though you don't see them in person, they're still, they have an impact on you. You're, you're reading their books or you're watching their, their videos. And so even if the person or there's people in your world are not physically with you, like just be cautious in whatever you're consuming. That's also yeah. part of your circle and, and who, and where you're putting your time. It is. It goes back to the NLP with the RAS system, mm-hmm. picking out with that neural programming, you know, whether yeah. or not it or non-conscious does. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, being a first time mom? I know this is resonating with a lot of people, especially in our office. You know, yeah. how, how's it going? Where, what's happening? You know, what are the struggles? How's successes? Everything. Sure. Um, so it's definitely a whirlwind, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I, um, I, I actually struggle a lot and, and mainly because growing up, my mom stayed home and, mm-hmm. and so I was raised again, this is no fault to my parents, but I should be a stay home home mother. And so in the first few months, um, I was prepared to be fully leveraged and in my business, I spent a lot of time during my pregnancy and, um, I did stay home, but I, I worked, I, you know, even when I was in the hospital, I won't lie to you. I was doing a deal, uh, on the bed and, but, but it wasn't because I had to, it's because I wanted to like Ben and I love doing our work. And so I still to this day and, and at, in the early months, I struggled with, you know, not, not being okay with the fact that I want to work. Um, and there's so many different opinions out there, but, um, now I've found a balance and, and I've, I realize that I need that creativity in my life. I enjoy my clients. I enjoy my work. So luckily in my situation, you know, depending on the day, either Ben and I, Ben will go or I will go. Um, but I would tell new moms, you know, whatever you want to do is right. Don't let other people's opinions change how you want to be a mom, what you want to do in your life. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, you just got to want to do what you're going to do and and nothing is, is right or wrong. It's just how you want to live your life by design, essentially. Yeah. I love how you say, say that there's no right or wrong because it really isn't just do what you want to do and you'll figure it out. We all do. Yeah. 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 And you know, in those, those moments that you have naturally with hormones that you might feel that you, you won't be able to do something and it's all, it's all fear, right? It's, it's false evidence appearing real, they say with fear. Um, but, uh, you try to just come back to the moment you're in right now and, you know, trust your journey, trust the strengths, trust your, your story, everything that you've accomplished thus far. And, and don't, 
don't victim. And I guess that's the word I want to use. Don't become victim to um, feeling helpless because, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you're not going to sleep or you won't be able to do things and your life is going to change. And there's so much noise out there. But the reality is, uh, you know, being a real estate agent, we have a good amount of flexibility. So you put that right leverage in and you can do anything. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Totally. You just have the time block, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good of it. I know Michelle's done a lot of trainings on that and rightfully so. Yeah. You can fit in. We just have to be okay with it and stop listening to other people who think it's not. Yes. Yeah. And if being a mom is something that you want to do, um, again, I'm a huge believer in energy. The fact that I'm a mother now has drawn so many of my past clients back into my world as a, even a, a place of um, just sharing that love and, and them seeing my me being a mother as has just built so much rapport and uh, built those relationships up. People want to see you be successful as as a family, a young family. It's in, in business. It's something that people are attracted to if you know they're working with you because they like you and they support you. And so, um, one of the, one of the thoughts that I had becoming a mom was that maybe it would hinder my business. Maybe getting pregnant, people would not want to use me. And, and I won't lie. I, I did get a call once when I was pregnant and uh, the seller said, you know, you're pregnant. And I just assumed you weren't working, um, which was a, you know, again, people, I guess this is just what people think, right? Because there's so much different noise out there being a mom and being pregnant, but, um, you know, just make sure your clients know that you are working. If you are working, if you're not working, then just make sure your clients know who is covering your business and, and don't let that affect you. People will call you. They want to see your kid and they want to see you success. Yeah. 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 Communicate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go back quickly to the beginning of your career. I know we just asked you what you would recommend to a new realtor just starting, but, um, you correct me if I'm wrong. When you started, you got rookie of the year. Mm -hmm right with the brokerage so for those that don't know at Keller Williams um when you get rookie of the year um I didn't get it so I don't know what the to um like criteria for that so can you touch on that and just tell everyone that's listening if they're starting out their career um like how did you what did you do in your first year that got you to that point how did you navigate that Sure. So in terms of the requirement um you have to sell the most amount of homes out of uh, anyone who's joined in that year at your brokerage, right. I believe it is. And I, I think there's minimums. I don't know if it's like 80,000 or 150,000 for, for income, but um, regardless, I, I mean, I, I'm a very competitive person. So when I joined real estate, naturally I had no money, so I needed to do well, but I used that award to fuel me to, to, to get as successful as I could, I guess the, the word is. Um, and when I started, um, I actually, as I mentioned, I was leasing. My friends were 22. No one was buying homes. So I did what was most predictable, which is hit the doors with door knocking and cold calling. Uh, and naturally, um, day in, day out of doing this. And I'm not talking, we, I wasn't just doing this for three hours a day. I was doing bull 100s, we call it. I was calling until I booked an appointment. So um, I was hitting the doors until I got an appointment. So I... Um, I just didn't give up on booking appointments. I knew that the more times up to bat I got, the more uh, likely chance it was that I get a listing or that I had a buyer to show properties to. So I just focused on that end goal, which was get the appointment and then get them under contract and, you know, do the deal. Wow. So much drive. It's super inspiring. It is. Yeah. 
I love it. So if anyone's out there and you're like at the start, like Michelle was, go for it. Mm -hmm. You got it, girl. Depending on your means too. Like at that time, I didn't have money, but I had time. Um, And so- So prospecting was the way to go, you know, now, and actually, Jess, we recently chatted about this in a conversation, you, you sacrifice some time to get to where you need to be. I luckily I was so young at the time and I had all the time in the world. So, um, I, I just, real estate was what I did. Um, and, and luckily that provided the foundation to now be able to focus on family more in my later years. But, um, if you're in a position now where you have kids, let's say, then maybe you want to focus more on marketing if you have the money, or you just got to figure out how you're going to talk to as many people as possible. Uh, and, and maybe that's, you know, in events, or maybe that's playing sports or going to the casino. Like, I I don't know, but you just got to talk to people. Yeah, I agree. It is time. It, time is of the essence. It, you know, we can't get more of it. Can't control it. It's just something that's there. Yeah. Oh, I love it all. Amazing. I know. I feel like we could talk to her all day. Yeah. <laughs> so where can we find you, Michelle? Where can uh, everyone listening find you? Sure. Uh, so you can find me on every social media platform. My Instagram is M Terzis, my last name. So M T E R Z I S R E A L T O R M Terzis realtor. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Michelle Terzis, my name. Um, you can find me anywhere with my name. Right on. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We learned so much about everything that you do and you've accomplished. And I can't wait for, you know, your other years to come and Jaden to get bigger. I love it all. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys.